0: Welcome to the season two finale of the Contiki podcast. A place to drop by and get double feature film recommendations from some of your favorite musicians, filmmakers, and artists. My name is Eric Mahoney. I will be your host coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. On the program today, really excited about this one. Jeroby White, hip-hop musician, chef, jack-of-all-trades. Jeroby is a member of Tribe Called Quest, and the group Evitan that he has with Drez from Black Sheep. Really great to have him on. We talk all kinds of things, Prince, Star Wars, cooking, Dave Chappelle's summer camp in Yellow Springs, all kinds of stuff, it's a good one. Speaking of Yellow Springs, um, you know, I, I, I wear my Dayton, Ohio roots on my sleeve. I do films about Dayton, Ohio. This, this podcast is even named, you know, after a uh, movie theater in Dayton, Ohio. Um, I really love that town and, and, and love you know, talking about it, its history, um, its great artistic innovation over the years. And um, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to Yellow Springs, which is uh, about 15 minutes down the road. It's a town that I spent a lot of time in growing up um, as a teenager, as an adult. I take my family there now. Um, you know, my dad graduated from Antioch College there. It, it's, it's a great little um, you know, artist community uh, liberal oasis. Um, just a fascinating little town. Um, and, and in the summer, Dave Chappelle, who is a resident of the town has been putting on comedy shows there, uh, socially distanced outdoor comedy shows. And it's been incredible to watch that going on. Uh, my guest Jerobi uh, has, has been in attendance and has been hanging out there, uh, over the summer a little bit. So we get into that, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to say uh, how, how touched I am uh, to have been seeing all that going on and, and very proud to see that going on. You know, Dave is a great ambassador um, and uh, humanitarian. It, it's, it's, it's wonderful to, to have uh, people come together and laugh during this time. Um, it's great to have comedians and musicians and entertainers be able to do their craft uh, who have been out of the game for so long. And so it's just been a beautiful thing to, to watch and, and see happen and um, my hat's off to all of them. So, so just wanted to mention that. Back to Jerobi White, uh, we have great conversation, really fun to have him on the program today and wrap up season two. We're gonna be on a quick hiatus uh, in between seasons, but we'll be back at you very shortly with more guests and double feature film recommendations. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with musician and Don't chef yo, Jeroby White. Bacon.
1: Syndicated indicated that we wouldn't sell. But that ain't rock for me Wheel we'll hey man. You can the you hear me? Yeah, I can road. hear you perfectly. How are you doing?
0: Oh, good, good. Well, cool man. Let's uh let's hop into a couple things, man, cuz I wanted to talk to you about a few different topics other than film. Um there's a couple things of interest uh, in regards to you that I'd love to love to chat about if you're game. Um First and foremost, since we've all been kind of home in 2020, and and doing a lot more cooking, tell me about tell me about your your culinary endeavors. Uh, when did you start? You know, um, becoming a chef and, and and cooking, and and what interests you about that? Um, I've been
1: I've been cooking forever. You know what I mean. I'm sitting on the floor, with my grandma and mother cooking. So I've always been around that. I got my first cooking job when I was like 15. I lied and said I was 17. You know, and got some money from the tribe situation And that time coming around I I went to culinary school Uh, This place called New York Institute of Technology In central Islip, New York I went there, did my thing uh, You know, went back, started touring with tribe again Um, Then I got a job in the D.C. Like 96 Started cooking there Um, It was at this place called Tacoma Station Tavern and um, it's a special place in DC, it was like one of the oldest owned black black clubs in DC. Mm-hmm. And um, they had, they had a kitchen, and um, Joe Claire used to have his Monday night, the guy from uh Rap City, Joe Claire, BT, yeah, yeah, he had a comedy show there. And it was like, uh, it's funny because I think about all the comedians that came through there it was uh, Dominique Rawlings was, was there, uh, Red Grant. And uh other people uh, anyway, so I did that for a while and then um went on tour again with <laughs> tribe. Uh, so that then, whole for so that whole
0: period you were bouncing back and forth between being a touring musician and being a chef
1: yes, absolutely. sometimes I'll get these chef jobs, and nobody would know who I am
0: right <laughs> right, right right <laughs> no I know I know a lot of guys I mean i I, I yeah. played music for over ten years and a, a lot of guys, you know, um, other job to make ends meet or, or, or what have you was was in the it's kitchen. The same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lot of the same mentality, same type of people.
1: Same mentality, same thing, definitely. I'm right on. This. And, and you
0: know, like chefs are the new rock stars now, anyway. You know, what capacity do you still cook? Is it is it just like a home thing? Or are you enthusiastic about it? I don't know much about that side of your of your life. Well, now um, I'm working on a cooking show. You know, I'm, I'm tooling around
1: with writing a book you know oh, okay and you know that's about it right now you know and um eventually maybe next couple of years i'll i'll think about uh, doing a brick and mortar you know what i'm saying because i, I do a lot of djing now and I, st- I love traveling i love traveling you know what i mean and that's what i did before i used to do a lot of guest chef pop-ups and shit like that everywhere
0: gotcha so when you say brick and mortar what do you mean by that like would you be selling like
1: like restaurants
0: Oh okay. Oh oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Own my own place. Gotcha. And so, what what what, what kind of uh, what kind of cuisine are we talking here?
1: Who knows? It's, you know, um, I've worked in a lot of different concepts of cooking, and you know, what I'm saying so. I'm kind of well versed. So I guess I think that whatever was missing, I would try to plug that into the community. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But
1: I, my my thing that I I think I love the most is like Asian fusion.
0: Oh, cool. What's, you know, what's, your, what's your dish then? What's, what's, what's your favorite thing to cook? Up. It's
1: just everything. It's just the style, really. You know what I'm saying? I mix. Yeah. Um, like my family's traditionally from down south, South Carolina. And, you know, there's a way of cooking, low country cooking. I kind of mix that with the Asian shit. It's not too far off, too, which is pretty pretty cool.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. And, and what about the show? Is that just something you have in development? Or is, is it further along than that? or?
1: It's, it's, it's in development right now.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Cool. I
1: filmed, I filmed a couple of Eps, you know, we're shopping out around and that that whole process.
0: Oh, nice. Excellent, man. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Cool. Yeah, I think I mentioned this. My wife works at Food Fifty Two, so we're we're we're, oh, big right home. Yeah. we're big. We're big home cooks and she's been there for a long time and we're we're just super into it. Her my brother in law went to CIA up in Poughkeepsie. Wow. And um so her whole family's into cooking and uh yeah, her whole her whole job there is all about, you know, obviously like home cooking and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, we're, we're way into it. So that's, that's just why I wanted to pick your brain from in on that topic. <laughs> Cause oh. especially especially in 2020, we've been, you know, cooking about just about every meal at home for yo, a long time.
1: Yo, I started, listen, I started like that. You know what I mean? But after the first, first month me and my wife was like, yo, no, this is ridiculous. We're cooking three
0: meals a day, every day. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, well uh let's shift gears for a minute because i want to talk i want to talk to you about yellow springs a little bit (laughs) because uh i uh i'm from i'm from dayton uh which is about 15 15 minutes down the road from there my dad went to college at antioch over there in yellow Springs, so i i I, I grew up going over there on weekends and spent tons of time over there so i'm i'm really familiar with the area and love that town and um you know i've been just so so touched by um You know what Dave has been doing over there with these shows? How, yo, how is that, man? You know, what he's doing down there, period, is amazing. It really is. It really is.
1: You know what I mean? He's really he's taking care of his town. You know what I mean? And it's 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 silly. And he's still getting pushback, which I don't understand. I guess it's jealousy or something, maybe. I don't know because everything he does is super positive. He's tested over. 15% Fifteen percent of Yellow Springs, you know what I mean? At least, you know what I'm saying. He's doing hundreds of tests a goddamn day, and he's pushback from people. It's ridiculous.
0: I I saw some of that. And I don't know the specifics of it either. I I feel like I heard that it, it's kind of been settled, but man, I I have zero idea what the pushback would be from. I mean, I really don't. Unless I I don't know. I, I can't even speculate. But but yeah, like you said, I mean, I he <laughs> I mean that that the town and. And honestly, you know, the enter- the entertainment industry should be, you know, giving him He's keeping the whole show business alive right now. Well, yeah, and letting these people do their craft. I mean, these people, uh, you know, comedians, musicians, I mean, they miss what they do and it's giving them a chance to do what they do and it's beautiful, you know. Yeah, I know for myself until going down there. You know, it's getting a
1: little, you know, getting a little depressing, you know what I'm saying? We want to um it's ill the thing that we do is just subject for other people's consumption. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's ill to make your money that way, and how important people are to your artistic vision. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you want people to see it and enjoy it. You know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Were you so? Were, did you perform, or were you just there hanging out? I was
1: hanging out. I'm just. I was just hanging out. Me and Dave were really good friends.
0: Oh, cool. Oh, cool. That's nice, man. So how how long were you in town? What was was that your first? Was that that probably wasn't your first time there then, right?
1: no i got married in yellow spring come on really i got married at the place at the pavilion oh that's amazing the reason they have those lights is because we had the, the whole lip thing lit up purple for our wedding and that's why they have those lights
0: was this recently last year oh man awesome that's fantastic so yeah. what do you think of that town
1: I, I love it there you know what i'm saying yeah i love it there i'm you know people are starting to know me now you know what i mean it's it's super cool it's a small town um, my daughter and his daughter are super close and, um, they just walk freely up and downtown. You know what I mean? You don't have to, even, don't have to think about it. They run up and down Dino's and shit like that. And we don't have to think about it. We don't have to think about it.
0: Yep. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's a great little oasis. Uh, right. it really is, man. The, 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 In the sea of Trump. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ohio is, is, you know. Ohio is dicey. <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Ohio is dicey, but it is a it is a beautiful little oasis. I'll tell you what, um, that's true. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's talk some movies. You want to? Let's do it. So, what what would you watch back to back in an evening? And what what is your recommendation for a double feature?
1: My recommendation would be my two favorite movies, Under the Cherry Moon by Prince. Well, it's Prince's Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Empire Strikes Back. I know that's okay <laughs> the spectrum, but those are my two favorite flicks.
0: Okay, so let's dive into this a little bit. So Under the Cherry Moon.
1: Easily just said, you know, just the original the OG Star Wars trilogy, but I wanted to give something else to that. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like the variety. I like the variety a lot. So so tell me, so let's talk about Under the Cherry Moon for a minute, because um so, this, so so Prince directed this film, okay, and and let's let's get into a little bit. Like so, why why this instead of Purple Rain, or you know, what 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 speaks to you, uh, you know, in regards to this film? The lady
1: who directed, I, I'm, I can't think of her name, but Prince had another director originally. He couldn't get along with her for for like four days. Yeah. Of, yeah. Four she days walked right. And she was still kind of like a, a consultant or something like that. But, um,
0: yeah, she's credited as a consultant on the film. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. So, but like that, um, well, that movie came about, I always say that, um, Prince, Marvin, Stevie and the Isaac brothers raised me as far as uh being a man and talking to girls and shit like that.
0: Okay. Yep. Yep. You
1: know what I mean? And Prince was the epitome of that shit. So that movie came out uh, July 4th, 86. Mm -hmm. I just turned 15 July 1st. Okay. And and I went to the movies to see that shit. (laughs) It changed, it changed, it changed my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Oh, this shit is sexy. It was my first like kind of real awareness of sexy. You know what I'm saying? Because Purple Rain Purple Rain was more of a musical. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Under the Cherry Moon was this (laughs) ill, uh, whack-ass, black-and-white, noir, French nod. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And the studio didn't want the movie to be black and white. So that movie was originally filmed in color. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they made it black and white in post.
0: Ah, oh, so it wasn't even shot for that. Interesting. That's very really interesting.
1: That's why it's so crisp. You don't see black and white movies that are that crisp and that clean.
0: And the soundtrack is is phenomenal. It isn't a musical like Purple Rain, but man, the music is killer.
1: But okay, that's one of the things I done. I'm glad you brought that up. Parade. I love that album. That's top five in my Prince. You know what I'm saying? But yes. No musical performances in the whole movie except for that. Yep. Except for that little piece of Boys and Girls, and they cut that shit off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. You know what
1: I'm saying, goom busting and fuck that up for everybody. But yeah, that's that's one of my complaints about the movie.
0: <laughs> but the record is incredible, man.
1: The record is fantastic.
0: Really, really um, good.
1: It, that was the first time that um, Prince let other people contribute.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Boys and girls, the song "Boys and Girls." You know that was originally for uh, Des Dickerson's band Maserati.
0: Oh, interesting! Interesting. And
1: and Prince, being the fucking dude that he is, he was like, Ugh, I don't like what you do. With, what you did with my song, I'm taking it back." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when Prince gave it to him, it was just a simple drum, simple drum pattern, and a drum and uh, some chord changes. Um, they did the backing vocals, backing arrangement, and the drum pattern. And the uh, saxophone. That was the first time he used saxophone. And that was one of the first times, he, you know, he did, he took the song, redid it, and left those other elements in that he put in it and called it his. Now, those other dudes probably should have got some producer credits on there, but that's not really the Prince Way. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: And also, Wendy and Lisa wrote Christopher Tracy's Parade.
0: I didn't know that either.
1: It was originally called Wendy's Parade.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the first track, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he changed it and used it for Christopher Tracy.
0: I love life can uh, be so nice too, man. I love that. Ugh. That's I a great song. I think they did
1: that one too, if I'm not mistaken.
0: It's a great song.
1: The whole uh, thing of how uh, life could be so nice goes into "I Wonder You."
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: then it's the Milo ashes. That is ooh, that's that's that that arc. That's the that's the movie scene after um, Prince snatches a winner in a phone booth and Prince snatches a phone from her, and they're driving on the old racetrack. Yep in the convertible Mustang, that white convertible Mustang with the suicide doors.
0: Beautiful car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he's driving. I should have, yeah, that's, that's a really beautiful part in that movie.
0: Well, if, for anyone that doesn't know us, just, just hit us with like a, a quick synopsis of the movie. Just give us a little bit of the plot, uh, of the movie uh, and, and, and a little bit, a little bit more about like, you know, what, what resonated with you. It seems like it hit you at the right time in your life. That was like the right time for like adolescent, you know, uh, thinking yeah. about love, Um yeah. you know, it,
1: sexiness and you know what I'm saying and not just like hey girl I want to have sex but like going through the process of wooing some chick that's out of your league and all of this shit you know what I'm saying so the story is a story of this dude named Christopher Tracy and his homeboy right these dudes from Miami Florida and I don't know how they get to France but they get to France and they start they start becoming gigolos and shit that's how they pay their money how they pay their rent so they're all entertaining the ladies and they see in the newspaper about this, this one chick who's the heir to this, one of the richest dudes in France. You know what I mean? And they go to a party to try to woo her and they end up falling in love. And before their love can be really, 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 really actualized, daddy gets them clipped.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: You know what I'm saying? And that's the story it's like the Romeo and Juliet and the chase movie at the same time.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know what I'm that's, saying?
1: That's, <laughs> <laughs> really a combination, dude.
0: It's a really good description.
1: They put the element of the chase in it. You know what I mean? And then like it's, it's Romeo and Juliet basically.
0: That's true. That's very, very true.
1: <laughs> and, um, stylistically, you know, at that time, um, being like, you know, uh sophomore in high school and shit, um, being in New York, a uh, black kid, you know, and, we, you know, me and a, a group, you know, and the kids I hung out, we felt different. You know what I mean? And this was a kind of a, it was dope because it was a, a different black expression than the norm.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? So that was very, very appealing to us. Uh, a lot of my lot of my peers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just absolutely. to see uh a black man dealing in a white society and being able to navigate it like he like like he did and still looking cool and sexy and funky and all of that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. With attitude. With, yeah. Uh,
1: with attitude. You know what I'm saying? Recosto. Rec- <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I thought the was <laughs> possible lines in the movie. And that's that scene is dope because that was just like you know, oh, you think you're so smart. There's, there's words that I know that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? There's nothing that you don't know. I don't know. Okay, then what's the record, store? Yeah. Now, read it aloud so we can all hear how knowledgeable you are. Oh, no, no, no. Recordstone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? You don't, do you?
0: Recordstone, recordstone, it's nothing. <laughs>
1: It is something. Come on, read it again. This time, say it louder.
0: Recca Stowe.
1: Louder. Recca Stowe! I give up. <laughs> what is it? Wait, wait, wait. If you wanted to buy a Sam Cooke, Abbott, where would you go? the record <laughs> i know now you know nowadays be like even if you be like they'll never get that joke because even if you say where do you get a sam cook album they'll be like oh what's an album second of all spotify <laughs>
0: yeah yeah right right itunes all right well let's shift gears and let's talk uh let's talk star wars a little bit we're going from uh some different, some different genres, but um, but that, but that's okay. Ooh.
1: Yeah, that's why, that's why, um, I had to put something like Star Wars because you know, Under the Cherry Moon is a dope movie, but then, like I said, there's not really much to it. It's a love story, you know. what I'm saying all that stuff, and the the beauty of the movie is just um, one seeing two arrogant motherfuckers go at go at it toe to toe with each other. You know what I'm saying? Because Prince was just an arrogant motherfucker. And she was an entitled arrogant motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The relationship between him and Jerome. His side man. That that was that was the best part of the movie to me.
0: No, they have great chemistry, no question. Yeah.
1: Favorite line yeah. in the movie. Next time you do some shit and somebody's like, What did you do that for? You say to them, Because it's a full moon and I'm a werewolf bitch. <laughs> You know, I heard that shit the
0: first time, and I uh, that was it for me, because it's
1: a full moon and I'm a werewolf.
0: <laughs> there are some great lines, man. Word. Let's move to the force. <laughs> Let's go to the force, man. And in, in the in the dark in the dark one of the of the of the first trilogy. That's 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 like the sinister the sinister one at Empire, right?
1: Yeah, um, I think they did the uh,
0: the pole. And Darth Vader, the number one villain of all movies. Well, and frankly, man, that, I mean, what you find out at the end of that film has got to be, you know, has has probably blown the most minds <laughs>
1: in any, in any I, movie. Fuck th- Dallas. Fuck who shot JR. Darth Vader is Luke's father. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. Join me and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. your feelings you know it to be true no! No! oh my god that's why when um when people ask me what order should they see the movie in i say watch it the og way watch four five six and then one two three because if you watch it i th- i think if you watch it one two three four five in sequential order
0: yeah absolutely Vader Vader
1: becomes like a sympathetic character
0: well yeah and frankly i i just man i those this first three one two three did, just did not resonate with me that much i mean you know
1: Ooh, not even um uh uh uh, uh
0: revenge of the sith uh i don't know man the 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 the, the this first three for me really you know really hit home and, and something about it and again i probably saw them You know, I'm a little bit younger than you are, so I I was a kid. Um, Oh man, yeah. There's something. There's something about you know four, five, and six that just always just that's just my wheelhouse, man. But, but, uh, but Empire, yeah, really, really much different than than you know uh, the 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 two that bookend it uh, tonally.
1: Really different. um, You see Luke's amazing process. The jump, the the jump between one—I'm using the jump between four and five—is incredible. You know what I mean? The jump between between five and six is, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's that's a big jump too, but um, the four and five jump is really crazy. It is the way he's into his powers already so quickly.
0: It is, and it's almost like film noir to me. Like that, that you know, that like that, like that. Episode four is like very kind of almost very classic storytelling. It's got this kind of Joseph Campbell, you know, you know, uh, hero's journey kind of thing. It, it wraps up nice. It's it. But but man, like but Empire is just really, really dark and sinister. And uh, that end, that end is just amazing. When you watch Empire, it's yo, this shit is. Ooh. So
1: when you watch when you watch Star Wars, I don't know if you noticed, but they're either blue or red.
0: Right. Right. Exactly.
1: And that was the first blue one we had saw. You know what I'm saying? And you see Luke's not wearing the pristine white anymore. Right, right. He's wearing the darker beige, just grayish colors. You know what I mean?
0: That's right. That's right. Indicating a lot of ambiguity in life. A lot of
1: ambiguity. And there's that phenomenon of the gray Jedi, which a lot of people think that uh, uh, qui Gong was a gray Jedi. You know, they're kind of halfway in between sits and... Sits and Jedi's, the light side of the force. You know, what I'm saying they're more human.
0: So, tell me a little bit more about. Uh, just get into the plot for anyone that that maybe that's 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 listening that hasn't seen this, which I I, I very much doubt. But maybe there's some people that haven't seen it in you know in twenty or thirty years. So, give us give us the give us the quick Reader's Digest version of uh, Empire Strikes Back, just uh, f- for anyone that that's not familiar.
1: Okay, um, Empire Strikes Back. Luke had just blown up the Death Star and all of the rebel forces are scattered to the wind. Um, A lot of them, a lot of them have died, take a lot of losses again. You know what I'm saying? From two, the the Attack of the Clones. You know what I'm saying? They take a lot of losses again. Um, Luke is coming into his power and they're uh, hiding out in this place called Hoth, this ice planet, because they feel like, you know, it's desolate enough that Darth Vader won't even look for nobody there. Lo and behold, they find him, and um, Luke goes out missing. Luke, uh, I can't remember why he got him a fucking Tauntaun and went out in the first place. And Luke gets in. Luke gets attacked by, uh, what's this shit called? The uh, the Wampas. Luke's get attacked by a Wampa, and shit. And it's funny. Here's another little plot thing. So Luke is, they portray Luke to be really, really force sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Why did he know that motherfucker was there? (laughs) It was a blind spot. (laughs) The Tom Tom fucking, he's the one who knew the nigga was coming. (laughs) Another plot, funny, funny plot thing. So Han goes out to find this motherfucker and finds him. In a whiteout blizzard, he finds him. You know what I mean? But I think that's alluding to him being Force-sensitive, too.
0: I was just going to say the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, he, 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 he just, he's just the more cynical character, but I think that he's obviously, you know, he can tap into that stuff, but he might not want to recognize it or, or you know. Or,
1: or, remember when Luke, uh, Luke is passing out, he sees Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. Did Obi-Wan tell him? Oh right, right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like, I, and there, oh, that's why one of the things I love about Star Wars. There's a lot of those things like that that could go either way, and it leads to the the, the lore why people are so invested in it.
0: Oh, absolutely! You can you can you can assign all kinds of meaning to to all of it because it's all steeped in mythology, you know.
1: And it, well, there's another theory that um that says that Luke was dark the whole way. Because you see when he ever gets into a saber fight, he loses his shit every time.
0: Well, he's got that anger issue, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's different between when Darth Vader was using it and <laughs> when they have that fight and he's just using one hand.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know what I'm just kind of, he looks like he's a conductor conducting music. <laughs> <laughs> and this dude is swinging on his mic like, oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, that's another theory, too. So, um, Darth Vader sets these, sets Han Solo up. I'm sorry, uh, Lando sets, Lando Calrissian sets Han Solo up. So, they're supposed to be homeboys. It's like, yo, I'm going to go to Cloud City because he's going to help us with the rebellion and shit. So, they get there and it's a fucking, it's a trap. You know what I'm saying? He gets in. He's like, yo, Han, sorry, I had to do it. And flicked. I had he. They left him no choice, right? You know what I'm saying. And he flicked the door open. and Darth right. Vader was there. And yo, Darth Vader is sitting at the table <laughs> with a, a, a full fucking <laughs> a, a full dining table full of food set up and a whole banquet. You know what I'm saying? Sitting chilling. I'm like, no, that this. It was a setup. Like you know what I'm saying. It wasn't like he just happened to fucking find out where he was and just. Zoom! No, like that was a setup. Like you know what I'm saying? And yo, the door <laughs> opens. Han Solo takes out some blaster, <laughs> licks three shots. Pow! <laughs> pow! Pow! And Darth Vader just flicks him away with his hand and shit with the force and shit. I'm just like, oh, oh shit!
0: <laughs> that was another really sinister reveal in that movie. Was when was when was when that door opens? I remember that.
1: So they uh, take him and shit and put him in a carbonite. Which is another crazy thing and shit. So they they freeze my man, and then um, Luke saves him. Luke saves him. How does how did
0: Luke? I forget how is he. It, and I haven't watched these in a while. Is he? Isn't he frozen in carbonite until uh, Jedi? Yes, he is. He's yes. He's yeah. frozen in Carbonite. Because that, that's why that's that's the other reason why it's so dark. Because it ends with him. Hit, you don't know what 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 the hell happened to him. What
1: the hell is going to happen at the end of that shit? Hell yeah!
0: Yeah, yeah. That's another really dark and, and like just it just it just leaves you hanging there.
1: And uh, the fight. And then the fight. You know what I'm saying? It, it's the best. The best. <laughs> yo, man. Yo, yeah, that was the best. Yo, that was the best. And um, so to that point, Darth Vader only had like. Twenty minutes in a new hope in the first in in three like a few minutes right a few minutes screen time in the first movie not really a lot you know what I'm saying and yeah. then the big reveal yeah. of this this fucking this man oh um I forgot about when they're chasing Han through the asteroids and it's funny yo know, Darth Vader didn't give a fuck about his his generals and forces. He's like, yeah, we're gonna chase them through the asteroid fields, you know what I'm saying? He has the force, so you know what I'm saying, he's gonna be fine. These dudes don't have the force, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like you just see all in destroyers just, just <laughs> hitting asteroids, blowing up, TIE fighters blowing up and all that stuff. <laughs> to the point of he's having a virtual he's having the original Zoom meeting, and you see one dude just blink out because his ship got blown up, you know what I'm saying? And he just promotes the next dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh my God! I forgot about the part with him force choking a dude over the <laughs> over communicators.
0: You <laughs> choke him from long distance. It's hilarious, dude. Oh God, that movie just man. It's great, man. It's a classic. Uh, they both are for 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 two different reasons, but but they both really are. And I stand by both of these, man. These these are these are really great picks. Thank you for for doing that. We've had no Star Wars yet, which has been really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy that someone finally stepped up here. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah. So thanks for the contributions and, um, my pleasure. And, 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 and on a personal level, man, th- thank you for, for all of the, you've contributed, you know, to, to hip hop. I mean, oh, thank you, you know, thank you. those, you know, those records that you've appeared on and, and some of the music that you've made is very important. Uh, in my estimation is, is a, is a musician and a music fan, um man, I, I just I just can't thank you enough for, for what you've done, uh, you know, in the hip hop community. Just phenomenal work, man. So so good on you for all of that.
1: Shit, thank you. You know, it, it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, man. Like, you know, we do this to be accepted by everybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if uh if a tree fall you know, what is it, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, did it actually fall.
0: You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah, does it make a sound? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well well, thanks again, man, for being on. I really appreciate your time. You know, enjoy the rest of your summer and and, and best of luck with, with everything uh moving forward here and and stay you hope you and your family stay well, man.
1: Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. It's a fun, you know what I'm saying? I hope that you know it provides people some kind of entertainment during these times because we all need it.
0: We do, we do. All right, man, hang in there.
1: All right, peace. Okay. Iced out intelligence ice belt, the relevance. I spelt to trip it
0: and All right, so that's the show. I want to again thank Jeroby White for being on today. Really great talk. I loved uh, digging back, getting into some, some prints, some Star Wars. Really fun conversation. And uh, again, always love talking. Yellow Springs, Ohio uh make sure you follow us at contiki podcast on instagram and on facebook backslash contiki podcast and stay up to speed with all new episodes guests double feature film pairings etc and make sure and subscribe and rate the show wherever it is that you get your podcasts Uh, it's been another great season thank you guys so much for uh for listening For writing in, for being engaged, for checking these shows out. Um, It's been a really, really fun exercise to do during this pandemic to stay connected with people and to share and talk about the arts. So um, stay safe out there, everybody. Keep your heads about you. Be kind to one another. Wear your masks, and uh, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
1: Jar of Obi-Wan jewels as a school fools. Roby One plus women equal true pool names. You got a whack shop, you use poor tools. You play a bad game with the wrong rules. <laughs> I'm printer friendly with the entity. Your styles are valid, definitely empty. So if you want to.